Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. some things that rule the earth and the heavens. Amen. And one of the things that we need in spiritual warfare, apart from prayer, is praise. Somebody shall praise. praise. Hallelujah. And we don't praise God because we feel like praising. We praise God because we have to praise Him. We have to praise Him because we did not create ourselves. Even those who didn't create us, when they do something little for us, we just go crazy trying to find the right words to thank them. How about the God who made you? The God who created you? The God whose breath you have in your lungs? If he takes back his breath, you are nothing but dust and ashes. And that is why we need to praise him. Amen. But you see, whenever we are faced with battles of life, I want us to learn to switch to praise. Because praise brings the presence of God into the situation. Many people, whenever there is a problem and there is a challenge, they are unable to praise. We have been conditioned to think that we can only sing praise when all is well. But when all is not well, that is the moment to lift up praise because when you lift up praise, you bring down God's presence. Hallelujah. Praise is a very powerful spiritual weapon that brings victory and defeats the enemy. What defeats the enemy is the presence of God because Satan cannot stand in the presence of God. Witches can prevail in the presence of God. Conditions and circumstances cannot thrive when God, the Creator, comes to town. And one of the ways to bring God to town, apart from prayer, is praise. Somebody shout praise. Praise. Hallelujah. I want you to turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 107, verse 15 to 16, and then we will take verse 20 to 22. Psalm 107, verse 15 to 16. It says, all that men or people will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Is God good? The Bible says that we will praise him for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Hallelujah. For his wonderful works to the children of men. He has done wonderful works. One of the most amazing of all is the fact that the Lord died for our sins. Past, present, and future is covered when he said it is finished. And when he died, the Bible says he descended to the lower parts of the earth and brought captivity captive. And he rose again and brought us victory that at the call of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So we have authority in the name of Jesus. And this is a provision that has been made available for us because of the love of God for us. The Bible says, for his wonderful works 
to the children of men. God has done wonderful things. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful that clay can be talking? Isn't it wonderful that when you look at your eyes, they are actually made of clay? And they can roll and look left and right and like to look at things. Isn't it wonderful that you can be standing and walking and sitting and running all by the grace of God, clay on wheels? Hallelujah. Does your tongue look like clay? This is wonderful. God is wonderful. And he has created all these things and we need to praise him. There is nothing any man can do for you more than what God has already done. Hallelujah. No man can create you. But God has created you. And you need to be grateful for that. So when it comes to praise, it's actually ascribing to God all that he deserves. Saying to him, thank you for all that you have done. Amen. In good times and in bad times, just learn to praise the Lord. Amen. I said learn to praise the Lord. Amen. It says, for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, verse 16, because he has broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron into two. The gates of brass in prophecy represents the gate of death. He has broken the gates of brass and has cut the bars of iron into two. That means the bars of iron that represents chains, oppression, control of the enemy. The Bible says the Lord has broken the gate of death and has freed you from death. Has freed you from every shackle that is controlling your destiny. God has done that. He has broken it. We must praise him for he has broken the gates of bronze and has cut the bars of iron into two. Amen. Hallelujah. Now verse 20 says, For he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their distractions. And the Bible says that all that men will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 22, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Declare his works with rejoicing. Amen. Declare his works with rejoicing. So when we come, he has already done some things. Maybe you want 90 million from him. He hasn't yet given you, but you have to thank him and declare his works with rejoicing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. With rejoicing. Amen. Not with a morose outlook, but with rejoicing. Amen. With jumping and screaming and shouting. Amen. We do better with our football. But those ones are 22 men running after a piece of leather. And they are not even your saviors. Footballers can never be compared to God. Because today they make you celebrate and tomorrow they break your heart. Did I hear someone say Arsenal? <laughs> they break your heart. But our God will not break your heart. He has scored a goal that is permanent. 
And it's a continuous victory in the name of Jesus. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. And people, when he's talking about the sacrifice of thanksgiving, people, he's not talking about money. He's talking about your lips praising the Lord and thanking him for what he has done. It's a sacrifice. That's why it doesn't come cheap. That's why when you come, things are not working, but you must sacrifice to actually say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what some of you, it feels like we must beg you to release your tongue. To sing. This morning, release yourself to praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus, whatever is going on, learn to praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful ways. And when we praise the Lord, that moves the Lord to do what we want to be done. And sometimes he does more, exceedingly abundantly, above what we are asking for. Sometimes when we express praise to God in the midst of the storm, it's a statement of faith that no matter what is happening, you are still my God. And I won't substitute you with any other God. And when that declaration is made, that moves God to town. Because God responds to statements and acts of faith. And when you praise God in the midst of your storm, it's a statement that I still believe you, you are my God. But the Bible tells us, that when we praise God, spiritually what happens is that the presence of God comes to where you are praising. And David knew that very well. That is why that man was a man who praises God. He composed a lot of songs and he himself could dance mightily. The Bible talks about the fact that he danced so mightily before the Lord. Amen. With all his might, he danced and he danced almost naked. That means that when it's time to praise the Lord, you don't care about who is watching you. Amen? Amen. We, we don't have judges here who are judging the dance. This is not a dance competition. This is a praise competition. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the time to praise the Lord. And there are no judges watching your steps. So feel free and dance. And there are no prescribed dances except that it must be modest. <laughs> so why Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 22 verse 3. This morning you need to learn to praise the Lord. In your bedrooms, praise the Lord. When you are alone, praise the Lord. When you sit in your car, praise the Lord. Yes, sometimes it's good for the CD to be playing in the car, but your voice must go up to God. David said, but you are holy. Enthroned in the praises of Israel. The other translation says you are enthroned in the praises of your people. You are holy. And you are enthroned. In other words, you inhabit the praises of your people. That's what the old King James says. You inhabit the praises of your people. That means that when we begin to praise God... God comes to take habitation. Spiritually, there is a movement from heaven to where you are. Glory be to Jesus. Now, how do we know this? Please come with me. Come with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Somebody must learn to praise the Lord. Your victory is linked to your praise. Amen. 
The Bible says that it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and other countries with them, the Ammonites came to battle against Jerusalem. They came to battle against Jerusalem. Three or more countries have come together to fight against Judah. Not Israel, but Judah. Judah was only made up of two tribes. That of Judah and Benjamin. The rest of the ten tribes were in the northern kingdom. They were then known as Israel. Because after the split, after the death of Solomon and uh, Jeroboam and Rehoboam, there was a turn of the kingdom. And therefore, the two tribes, that is Judah and Benjamin, remained in the south and their capital was Jerusalem. And therefore, the Bible says that those from the north, and that is where you have Ahab and all the rest. They are. So when the Bible talks about the people of Israel and Judah, it was actually because of the split kingdom. So there is all, sometimes when you are reading your Bible, you see that you see the king of Judah, and then you have the king of Israel. They were two different, because the kingdom had then been divided. And those in Judah and Benjamin, that is where David's throne is. Amen. Hallelujah. Those that sit in Judah are actually those that inherit directly from David. Now, the Bible says that Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah at this time. And Judah, therefore, was not a big territory as compared to the ten, north, ten tribes which were the bigger part of Israel. And then they have got countries, not, not cities, countries coming to fight against them. And the Bible says that news got to Jehoshaphat that a multitude are coming from you, for you from beyond the sea on the side of Syria. And they are somewhere in a place called Hazazon Tamar, which is in Engedi. Now the Bible says, Fear gripped Jehoshaphat, verse 3, and he set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout. So fear came on him. He was afraid. Even though he loved the Lord, he was a human being. And when you hear news like this, fear will grip you. I don't know what has caused you to be afraid, but this morning, pray and praise your way through it. In the name of Jesus. It may not make sense, but it works. He declared a fast, and after they have sought God, and they have prayed, I want us to move very quickly down to verse. Sixteen. Or oh, let's take it from verse fourteen. So they all stood with their little ones, and they all began to pray and to seek God. Right. And then the Bible says, "Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mataniah, and Levites of the sons of Asaph, the spirit of the Lord came upon him in the midst of the congregation." Verse fifteen. And he said, "Listen to me, all Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem." And King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Don't be afraid, nor be dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. This morning I came to announce to you, the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. He says, don't be afraid and don't be concerned about the size of the army coming against you. When you have God on your side, you have the majority. 
Hallelujah. May you rise with faith this morning and look into the situations around you and declare by faith that I will still praise my God in the midst of the storms. And I will not be afraid of the multitude that are coming against me. For the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. And it says, tomorrow go down against them. They will be coming by the cliff of Zeus. You, you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerusalem. You shall not need to fight in this battle. But just that you have to position yourself and stand still. Hallelujah. And you will see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Even though the Lord said that be still, it doesn't mean that stand there and do nothing. But make an approach. Hallelujah. Make an effort. So whenever in spiritual warfare, you realize anytime God says, I have given, he wants you to fight for it. He wants you to make an effort. So even though you are, you are asking God to get a job, you must put in the application. Amen. And when you put in the application, God will complete the process for you. In Jesus' name. So when he says stand still and do and see the salvation of the Lord, it doesn't mean be inert and inactive, but make an effort. Hallelujah. Move towards what you are afraid of. This morning I came to speak to someone. Move towards what you are afraid of. Amen. It will fall before you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, doing what? Worshipping him. Amen. And the Levites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Have you seen verse 19? Loud voice on high. Loud voice on high. They began to praise the Lord with loud voice on high. And at the time they are praising the Lord, the three, the countries that are coming against them, they have not decided not to fight anymore. They are still coming. They have still taken position. They have even gone through the border already. They are approaching them. And when you listen to the prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed earlier, he said that we have no might against these people who are coming against us. He has, he has assessed his situation, knew the strength of his army, and realized there are only 10,000. And then they are going to fight against a million man army. I mean, how? How are you going to win this one? In his prayer, it was a prayer of despair. He said, we have no might against these people, but we look up to you, O Lord. And then the word of the Lord comes, and then they began to praise God. How do you praise God when an enemy is right behind your window? This morning, in Jesus' name, I pray for you that you will switch into praise regardless of the presence of the enemy. Because when you switch into praise, God inhabits the praises of his people. He takes habitation. He comes to town. His presence makes a difference. Praise in the office. Praise in the workplace. Praise in the classroom. Praise at home. When you praise, you bring God around. And anything that is not of God will begin to give way. That's why sometimes when you begin to praise, some people become nervous. <coughs> then they say you are disturbing them. They alone knows what disturbance they are describing. Hallelujah. But learn to praise the Lord. The Bible says they stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. 
And verse 20, and they rose early in the morning, and they went forth to the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers. Is that in your Bible? Hallelujah. They sang to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army, amen, hallelujah, the Lord has told them they will stand to by see that they still arrange an army and he says, start moving towards the enemy's position. Start approaching the enemy. And then he says, instead of the army taking the lead, put the choir in front. The national choir, put them in front. And let them begin to sing. Amen. And they began to sing, saying, praise the Lord, the verse before. Praise the Lord for his mercies endures forever. Hallelujah. So they began to sing, praise the Lord for his mercies endures forever. And then the Bible says, as they went out and they began to sing, the next verse, verse 20, verse 21, sorry. 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise, take note of that, when they began to sing and to praise, when they began to sing and to do what? Praise. When they began, when they started singing and praising, the Lord said, ambushment against them. What if they had not sung and they had not praised? Hallelujah. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and the Bible says that they were defeated. How were they defeated? Because the Lord caused them to fight among themselves. Praise went up, and there was confusion in the camp of the enemy. When the people of God lifted their praise, God left heaven and came down. Hallelujah. And started leading the army. Because whenever we begin to praise, according to Psalm 22, God comes into the praise. And they were defeated. Next verse. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Sire to utterly kill and destroy them. The allied forces started fighting among themselves. And then the Bible says, when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Mount Sire, they helped to destroy each other. No shot was fired. Praises went up. When praises goes up in the spirit, it, it, it falls like, like a bazooka in the camp of the enemy. It falls like, 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 like missiles in the camp of the enemy. They began to panic and they fought against each other. And the Bible says when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude and there were there dead bodies falling to the earth. When they arrived, they don't need to fight. The prophecy was true. You will not need to fight in this battle, but you will need to praise in this battle. Hallelujah. This morning, I prophetically came to announce to you, lift up praise. Amen. And you lift up praise, not when you feel like, but you have to. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. No one has escaped. The people of God walk into it, and the Bible says when Jehoshaphat and his people came away to, the, to take away the spoil, they found among them 
an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry. The economy boomed. With the strip for themselves, more than they could carry away. May your praise cause you to have more than you can carry away. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Amen. as they lifted praise, heaven came down. Amen. <laughs> they stripped among the same that they could carry, and they were three days. It took them three days to die. They didn't work for it. There was gold in abundance. Because the people were coming. They have enough. Everything they brought, Israel brought it for themselves. By lifting up praise. Hallelujah. And the reason why there was that confusion in the camp of the enemy is because God came in town. And praises brought him down. This morning, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Acts 16, 25, 26. Acts chapter 16, verse 25, 26. Another reason why you must praise God. Another proof that when praises go up, there is a supernatural manifestation, a supernatural presence. These things, things of the spirit don't make sense. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says the natural mind does not understand the things of the spirit of God. So they appear foolishness to them. Neither can they discern it because these things are spiritually discerned. You spiritually decode them. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, but they are mighty through God to pull down strongholds and cast down imaginations. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16 verse 25, the background to this story before we got to 5 was that God had led Paul and Silas into a territory to preach the gospel. They preached the gospel they cast a demon out of a girl and they were arrested. For, for serving God, they were arrested. And the Bible says that they were beaten, stripped naked, and put into jail. And their feet was fast in locks. They were locked in chains that they can't even move. But the Bible says in the midst of this pain and chains and humiliation for serving God, they lifted their voice. Hallelujah. But at midnight, someone shout midnight. There are midnight moments in our lives. Midnight represents when we are at our lowest ebb. When everything we have planned for seems to have turned the other way. When everything we are hoping for is moving in the other direction. When it feels like every money you are praying for has developed mighty wings and they are flying away. The more you come closer, the more the money is flying away. When everything you want seems to be moving in the opposite direction, at midnight, when they should have been crying and blaming God or blaming each other and talking about hopeless things and singing dirges and songs that would rather make you die quicker. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were doing what? Praying, Praying and singing hymns to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The hymns were words of praise. You see, what constitutes praise is not the rhythm, but it is the lyrics. It is the words in the song that can be described as praise or thanksgiving, not whether it is slow motion or fast motion. Are you here? So we can, we can worship the Lord in a song of thanksgiving 
and the rhythm will be very slow. But it doesn't mean it is not praise. Amen. What makes it praise is the content, the words. And the Bible says at midnight, instead of playing the blame game and crying and saying that where is God? Why have you brought me here? Why is this happening? We would rather pray and sing praise to God. And the Bible says the prisoners had them. Amen. That means they were not singing under two. Because they have been put in a different type of cell. They are deep inside there. The Bible says they were put in the innermost dungeon. But when they sang, other prisoners heard them. Learn to sing aloud. In Jesus' name. I told you no one is going to mark your voice. Sing. No one is going to mark your dance. Dance. Praise the Lord. In the midst of the problem. And suddenly, somebody shout suddenly. Suddenly. Did you notice that there was that type of suddenly in the Chronicles account? As the moment they began to praise, heaven moved residents. And the same way these guys were in prison, they lifted their voice in praise and suddenly there was a great earthquake because when God moves, the earth will quake. His presence was right there in the prison and the Bible says there was a great earthquake. Meteorologists could not predict that one. Seismologists can't predict that one. Suddenly, great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. Even the foundation was shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open. It means there's a certain presence who have come into the place who cannot be locked by things that he created. Hallelujah. You can't lock him up. You can't put him in jail. His presence was right there in the prison. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 12 that when Peter was in prison and the church had prayed for seven days, the Bible says an angel of the Lord was dispatched from heaven to the prison. And when he got in there, he didn't need to force anything, he just entered. And when he brought Peter out, the iron gates that opens to the city opened on its own accord. Even when angels move, doors open, how much more Yahweh himself. When praises went up, his presence filled there. Psalm 22 verse 3 was confirmed again. He inhabits the praises of his people. As soon as the praise went up, and these people knew how to bring God to town because they were in trouble, but they were not going to allow the problem to dictate their speech. They praised the Lord. I don't know what you are going through, but I want you to praise your way through it. I want you to wake up in the morning and declare the Lord is good and his message endures forever. I want you to declare in the face of what the doctors are saying that my God will still receive his praise in the midst of this storm. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaking and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. <laughs> the two-member choir lifted their voice in praise. All the prisoners were suddenly set free. And the Bible says, and the keeper of the prison, the prison warden, awakened from his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, and supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. And the Bible says, Paul quickly said to him, don't harm yourself. We are all here. We are safe. Amen. If we read account later, the Bible says that the man himself 
gave his life to Christ. May your praise bring a powerful testimony. Amen. A forceful turnaround of your circumstance. In the name of Jesus. These people were not having a good news, but they praised God. This morning, praise God. Amen. There are times, unfortunate things happen, and we ask so many questions. You are wasting your breath. Just praise God. Amen. Because the questions you are asking, have you heard him answer you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Just take advantage of the situation and respect the fact that he's God. And that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we ask or think of. Hallelujah. I love Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Bible says when they were brought and threatened with the fire of Nebuchadnezzar, they said, even if God will not answer us, we will still not bow. We will still worship him. Hallelujah. When all things don't seem to be working, and things are looking like God has abandoned you. Don't change your God. Hallelujah. Amen. Continue to praise God. Continue to serve God. Continue to hold on in God. I am determined that even if God will not or does not answer all my prayers, nor supply all my needs, I will still choose Christ. For he is a far better option than the devil and unbelief put together. Amen. And that was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They decided they would still praise God irrespective of the threat. The Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar said, you guys, you don't fear fire. <laughs> Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar threatened them and said to them, the fire will be heated seven more times. You bow to my image or you are getting into that fire. They said, even with God. Hallelujah. We are not careful to answer you in this matter. We have no need to answer you in this matter. We, we are not going to worry ourselves at all. Our faith is in this God. Next verse, verse 17. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, And he will deliver us from your hand, O King. But if, in, if not, let it be known to you, O King, that we will not serve your gods, mm. nor will we worship the old image which you have set. <coughs> we believe God will save us, but even if he will not save us, we will still not worship yours. If he will not save us, there will be a good reason why he won't save us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It, sometimes it's not every answer that we, every question we ask him that he will give us. And sometimes it's not everything that we ask him for that he may do for us. He has better plans for us. Maybe he may say no today, but the no was a better no than a yes. And then later on we will find out, like the hymn writer said, that we'll understand it better by and by. Whatever be the case, may your faith be rooted so strong in God that no matter what happens, he will still save. So they said to him, we are not going to give up. We won't throw our worship 
at you or your golden gods. And Nebuchadnezzar was full of anger. The expression of his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and commanded that they should hit the fire seven times. More than it was. There are times when you hold your ground in God. It feels like the problem has moved up seven times more. Worse. And then that's where you start feeling like, should we have prayed? Or oh, should we have prayed? Why did I even engage in this way to the fast? Because after the fast, things have become rough. <laughs> it's been warm seven more times, but don't forget which God you are serving is the sovereign God. He will have the last laugh. He does things so that when all human effort is exhausted, he alone will be praised. Amen. And when we look through the story, the Bible says they arrested these three men and they moved them towards the fire. And the Bible says even the men who were taking them to the fire, their clothing was burnt. And they threw this man into the fire. But the Bible said, when they entered the fire, there was suddenly a fourth man in the fire. Glory be to Jesus. Can you, can you move down quickly? Next verse. You see, therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire even killed the men who took up the people to go and throw them in. Those who are plotting your fault, they, they will go before you. Amen. You keep on praising. I said keep on praising. Amen. I said keep on praising. Amen. The Bible clearly says that they that dig a pit, they shall fall into it. And those that have laid a net secretly for you, the net shall catch them. Yeah. They want the things seven times. They were taking the men in. They rather got bent and they died. The three men were still immune to fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown in. Then Nebuchadnezzar was surprised. He rose up in haste and said to his counselors, Did we not throw three men chained into the fire? They answered, King, true. true, true, true. Then the, they said, Look. He answered, I see four men loose. <laughs> they, and they are walking. They are not running from the fire. They are walking in the midst of the fire. And they are not hurt. And the fourth, and the form of the fourth one is like the Son of God, Nebuchadnezzar, an unbelieving king. How did you know that the fourth man was like the Son of God? God has a way of opening the eyes of even the unbeliever to see something, to see that he's sovereign, that he's God. I see you pushing forward towards your victory in the name of the Lord Jesus. And God will have his glory. God will have his glory. I said God will have his glory. In the name of Jesus. He said, he looked at them and said, I see a fourth man. Like the son of God. Isaiah 43 says, God himself said, when you go through the fire, I will be with you. That's the confirmation. That this God is still with his people. He said, we are not going to praise your gods. We continue to praise our God. And as they entered, God walked with them into the fire. The son of God moved into the fire. And the, the fire could not burn them. Hallelujah. God transformed the place into an air condition. Their clothing was not burned. Nothing was happening. Whatever the enemy thoughts is going to burn you, you will walk through by the presence of God. Praise will bring God to cover you, to immune you, to clothe you completely. 
and you walk in the name of the Lord by the presence of the Lord because the God who created fire cannot be consumed by fire. And when he stepped in there, he brought the power of the fire under control. When Daniel went into that den, the lions will have to keep quiet because there was another presence that went in there with him. Hallelujah. And the lion cannot chew its maker. It lost appetite. They have not been giving food for a long time so that when they bring men in, they will finish them within a minute. Daniel was thrown in, but there was a presence within. Hallelujah. I came to announce to you, you will not be finished by the enemy. God will have the glory in the end. God will take the praise in the end. And you need to be hopeful in him and trust in him and continue to praise him in the midst of the storm. Praise is a weapon. This morning, you will learn to praise God. When you wake up in the morning, praise God. Learn to sing praises. Become familiar with the songs of praise. Amen. Some of you come to church, the songs that are sung in church, when you go back, you are forgotten. Because all that you have there is an old They are good, but the Bible says, sing the new song to the Lord. Amen. Sing some good songs. Amen. Praise God. In Jesus' name. I remember some years ago I was working somewhere outside London. And I was singing in the night whilst working. And so two ladies who were working with me said, You sound very happy. I said, I'm praising God. We used to be Christians. They said, so what kind of song do you know how to sing? What song? Now I was expecting that at least they would bring some Anglican hymn or something. Then they went, Mama went to war, Ooh, went to war. So look at that. You think this is praise? You think this is praise? May God help you to praise God properly. In the mighty name of Jesus. May you get the lyrics right so you don't blow some things in the ears of God. Are you here? May you get the lyrics right and sing properly. Master the art of singing. Get the words right and sing praises to God. The Bible says they lifted their voice and said, He is good. His mercies endures forever. God came to town. We were not told what Paul and Silas sang. We're not told what Nebuchadnezzar's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego sang, but they all were resolute in their praise of God, and God came around. These scriptures are enough confirmation that when we praise God, He moves ahead of us. Be encouraged. Don't give up. That's why we are people of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Can we rise this morning in Jesus' name? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. This has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 447376355621 on the web www.christchurches.org. Facebook Christ Church International. Christ Church.
changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's Word.